Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome back, everybody, Pure Victory Podcast, and welcome if you're new. This is your first time listening to us. My name is Braden, and across from me is Matt Klein, and we're happy to be with you here. Journeying in what it means to have wellness sexually and breaking free from addictions like pornography and just being close to Jesus through this whole process. And today's episode, we're going to do a special one on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. But before we do that, you'll notice if you're watching uh, on, on our video here that we're wearing the same hoodie. Oh, yeah, right. Right, let's just show that. It's uh, So we're, we're giving a shout out to Own It, uh, Justin down there in... Uh, Miami. We were down there in Miami at his conference called Redeemed, and man, I've never worked out so hard. That was rough. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a conference where we worked out, learned about God, kind of a whole holistic approach to life, right? Physical, mental, spiritual, all these areas, and they, it was really powerful. But the physical component that was rough. We did some CrossFit great. stuff. It was fun. One of the, the guys kind of high up in the CrossFit world's training us. He goes, so this is how we're going to worship the Lord today. And he goes through the workout plan. I'm like, this is so cool. Cause <laughs> it's like, it's actually worship and glorifying God in your body when you steward it well. So their whole perspective on that was just so cool. And it, it we is. got to, we yeah. got to get, get our sweat on. It was great. It, it, it was awesome. It's not something you normally think of when you're hurting and working out uh, that you, you worship God and that, but we did. And hey, it was it was a special time, special time. And then there's like 50 of us Christian dudes and we're walking back and forth on, on a beach in Miami, not South Beach, but a, more of a hidden gem and and uh, confessing things and talking about deep stuff and praying together and doing and carrying these plates too for, for our workout. And, yeah. and then there's, there's this 
kind of scandalous rap video being filmed right, right. where we're, where yeah. we're walking by. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a, kind of like a contrast in the spiritual realm, right? It was. It was, uh, it was a pretty, pretty interesting time. It was interesting. And, you know, I was so impressed because we were on the beach. I mean, it wasn't crazy hot. Uh, 25 degrees or so for Miami. That's not super hot, but I mean, we were coming, naive as a Canadian. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's never cold here, right? We get there. It was like, it was at what, seven in the morning we got there? That's right. Canadian guys, we leave our hoodies at home and they're like, oh man, this is cold in Miami. But <laughs> they were up. freezing. And and I mean, for us, it, we, we, I mean, we're Canadians. We can handle anything pretty much, uh, even though I think I'm becoming a wuss. But I was impressed, Matt. You kept your shirt on through the whole process being in Miami. And the reason I bring that up is, I mean, go back to another episode. I can't remember which one, but Matt just loves taking his shirt off. <laughs> um, uh, I've ha- I have to really stop him every once in a while when we're doing the podcast from doing this, but yeah, he loves to take his shirt off. And, uh, and so the reason I bring that up is because, uh, you know how I've been, you've been all calling me big armed half. This is thanks to Matt. He's been really pushing this nickname for me. And I've just been on the streets and church and life and people come up to me and are now calling me big armed half. Is it starting to bug you? (laughs) No, I don't mind it. Actually, if you could add sir, big armed half to that title, I would much appreciate that. Uh, I don't mind it at all. Uh, I just, I really felt sad for Matt because he's missing out on all this nickname stuff. Oh, that's stuff. nice of you. Yeah. And so the reason I bring up the shirt thing is, so give you some context. This is a hockey background thing, maybe a Canadian thing, but we always like to say tarps off, tarp being your shirt. Okay. So sun's out, tarps off. You've heard this saying, sun's out, guns out. Well, this is our version of that. Sun's out, tarps off. And uh, so the reason I bring this up is because I was talking to my wife and, and we've been putting our heads together. What should we call Matt? What's a nickname for him? And I'm like, well, he likes to take his shirt off. I mean, that's that's one of these these things I noticed about him. How can we bring a nickname about that? And um, my wife's like, well, why don't you just call him Tarps? I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Tarps. So Tarps, what do you think oh, of that nickname? <laughs> I think there's no exaggeration in your story there at all. No. At all. It's just, uh, <laughs> So everybody out there, can you just help me out with this? The next time you see him, whether you know him or not, just say, hey, Tarps, what's up? That's good. Let's see if this too. catches on. Because you've all been calling me Big Armed Half wherever I go. And I just want to see if this catches on. If it doesn't, then I'll know. We'll, we'll kill this nickname. But I'd love to see if Tarps takes off. So let's let's run with it. Let's go. <laughs> I have no leverage. I can't, I can't shut her down after what I've done to you over the last few years. So, No, no, that's right. And I, I, honestly, this is no ill will. I, I, I just feel you're, you're missing out on so much. You just Out of consideration. Out of consideration for, for I you. I, I, I want you to experience this. Nice little Valentine's Day present. This Thank is my you. Valentine's I, gift. It means a lot to me yeah. that you've been thinking of me. That's right. That's right. It's all yeah. love. Yeah. And speaking of it, we are in the love month. So uh, February is love month, Valentine's Day. and uh, we thought it'd be great to do an episode specifically about Valentine's Day. For those of you that are single, it's okay. Like we, what we want to say to you is that there's going to be some good from this, no matter where you're at, whether you're married or not. But primarily we're viewing this through the, the point of relationships. Uh, and uh, we're going to have some fun with this because I don't know if you've noticed this, but men and women were so different. Not only that, husband and wife, you're married. You know this, you're very different from your spouse. I'm very different from my wife and how we give love, receive love, and that can create a lot of confusion, especially during Valentine's, when we are loving in, in the way that we think our spouse would want to be loved, but often we miss the mark. So <laughs> we want to talk about this not only to give some tips, some pointers, but just to have some laughs about this. Because uh, man, over the years, Matt, like you, you've been sharing some stories. I have some stories of how we tried to love our wives, and man, it uh, 
It crashed and burned. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I think I'm doing the right thing and I find out, oh man, I've, I've not I've been wrong. That's right. A uh, special day for me, nine years ago was the first day that I, I heard about my wife. I was I was uh, single on Valentine's Day 2015 and put a put a post up on Facebook. Just um, I had made some some dip or something for a meal by myself, and I put the empty dish on uh, empty dish of the dip on um, on Facebook and made a joke about just having a date by myself on Valentine's Day. And this person, our, our friend Janelle, she commented and like, "Hey, I know who your wife is, or I know who your girlfriend is, or whatever it was." And and so that was Valentine's Day, and. Um, then I met my wife shortly after that, and here we are. So nine years ago today, special day for for us. And uh, I just, you know, I got married, and I just took that that verse seriously. In Genesis 2.24, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. I just hold her, right? Like anywhere, like she's doing the dishes, I'm holding her hips. I got to hold my, she's, you know, whatever she's doing, she's with the boys, she's doing doing work around the house. I'm like, well, I got to hold your hips, huh? I got to come, come from behind you and hold you. She's told me she doesn't always appreciate it, which I didn't really realize. I'm just like, this is a biblical command, honey. I have to hold fast to you. Not allowed to let go. Yeah, no, she's more like a cat, right? Like she probably wants that touch when she wants it. And other times like, get off of me, leave me alone. Stop pawing at me. That's the only time I'll ever let someone compare her to a cat with that, with that explanation. Well, the reason I do that is because Kristen is identical to that. She's she's so much like that. So I see her and Louise in that, on that point for sure. Yeah, Louise is doing dishes or something or cooking. And I'm just like, come, come up from behind and Give her a little hug, yep. right? Whisper in her ear. She's like, I'm just, honey, I'm just, I'm cooking right now. I need my space. <laughs> okay, I guess we're different. So I would I would walk by Louise and I'd just kind of like like poke her, just touch her and just, uh, you know, it, it might be any part of her body, but I would like give her a little squeeze as I as I walk by and um, and nothing sexual at all, just like, you know just for fun, but I kind of like it because I like physical touch. Yep. She likes physical touch too. It just has to be right. So there's a context to it. <laughs> yeah. Eventually event, or exactly. But eventually she, she, uh, she goes, you know what? That actually doesn't do anything for me when you touch me like that. I'm like, really? <laughs> like when I, when I walk by you and you're busy doing something and I give you a little poke, that doesn't do anything for you. She's like, not really. So then now she kind of bugs me back. She just comes and pokes me like, Hey, Hey, I love you. Feeling, feeling this. I'm like, no, it's actually pretty annoying. Like <laughs> poking my belly, poking my back, whatever, but it's different, different on my end. Wait, so. is that what you're doing to her? I can see why maybe she doesn't like that. You're like literally poking her. Yeah. Like I literally poke her. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, it's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's a tip. Why don't we give her a nice little back rub? I mean, that'd be nicer than poke. So that's what she's trained me on. She's like, just ah, okay. put your hand on the back of like my lower back, just like put your hand there. Yeah. Maybe give me a back. Have you tried to rub. change that? Have you gone lower? Like, are we keeping a PG here when you do that touch? So or? Sometimes I go lower, <laughs> but then I remember like she doesn't want the sexual touch. Yeah, right, there. right. So I go lower and then, and then I'll, I'll like walk by her, but then I'll come back and I'll kind of like dust it off. Yeah. I go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And then I'll put my hand on her, on her lower back. <laughs> this is what you want, right? I'm so bad though. I make a joke. Like even when I do what she wants, I still make a joke out of it. Yep. She's like, can you just please learn to be romantic? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't really go well for me. I need to learn how to actually put my hand on her lower back and just like have it be a nice romantic time. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like, oh, this is what you want, honey. See, I'm being romantic right now. It just, I, I, I got, I got, I have to, I have to learn. I have to learn. Oh, you and me both. You and me both, man. Kristen is so similar to that. 
with touch. Like I love to touch. Like she's, she knows that about me and, and um, she's, she likes touch too, but again, there's a context to it. And uh, yeah, like if she's doing something and I come give her a hug or a kiss, she's, she's like, you know, I'm sure she likes it on a level, but uh, it didn't always work out for me uh, the way that I thought it would or envisioned in my mind. <laughs> so this goes to love languages, right? Like if you haven't read that book, The Five Love Languages, we highly recommend it because uh, there's ways that we really love to, there you go, love to be loved. And so that would be a resource that we're speaking into here. <laughs> so we uh, give love in that way. Yeah. We're not always on the same page. No, that, no. Right? And like Kristen likes to touch me back, but it's so different. Like she has to work really hard at this because uh, in her family, like, I don't know if you, if you're, you know what this is, this means, but she's kind of the glue in her family in the sense that uh, a lot of people in her family come to her, um, like her siblings all kind of come to her and um, they might disagree with that, but Hey, let's just be real. She's the glue. <laughs> but anyway, she was pawed at a lot by her family, right? So her brothers um, and uh, to a lesser degree, her sister, I mean, they have a closer relationship than the sisters, but so she was the one that always was being touched. She's like, get out of here, leave me alone. Right. And then coming into marriage, that's kind of the same thing. So sometimes I feel like I'm pawing at her a little bit, but she still likes touch. Uh, it's just different. So I'll give you an example of the way she touches me. We'll both be falling asleep. It's a nice warm moment, you know, under the blankets in our cold tundra of Canada, but it's warm and under, underneath our blankets and I'm starting to doze off, fall asleep. You know, those moments, that's great. Uh, and all of a sudden, like, and I, I'll just give you some understanding. I go to sleep, like I don't have any pants on or anything. Like I have underwear, but like my legs are bare. All of a sudden now the blue, it's like I've been shot with a needle in my leg <laughs> and it's the coldest thing ever. It's like icicles <laughs> that are being it. jammed into my leg and it's her feet. She's putting her feet up into my legs to warm them up and I'm awake. Like you think coffee gets you up? No, there's nothing like this. And, and that's how she wants to be loved. Um, she's like, you love me at my best. You got to love me at my worst. I'm like, oh, those stupid marriage vows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here I am having to warm her feet up on my legs and it's painful. It's like, you know, we did that cold plunge in Miami. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather do that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Where you so can't cold. breathe for a minute. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd take that. And, uh, uh, and, but I got to love my wife through that. This is the kind of touch that she wants is to be loved in that moment. And, you get to, you get to uh, love I get your to wife. do it. And she, she reminds me all the time. You would miss this if, if, if it was gone. And yeah, that's true. It's just in the moment though. I'm like, it's painful. <laughs> so what about when you're cold and she's warm? Does that ever happen? Not typically. No, sometimes uh, oh, she, oh, you're right. Yeah. I'll come to bed. She'll be in laying in bed already and she's warm and I'll come to bed and I'm cold and I snuggle into her and she's like, get away from me. Yeah, you're cold. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a double standard, man, that we have to live with. It's just something that we signed up for. I think we all understand that double standard, but it is what it is. <laughs> it, and the, it's all the same too. It's like she does it all the time that yeah. I'm uh, my hands or feet are cold or whatever. Yeah. And I, I just like start to move towards her. She's like, don't stop. Get away from me. I'm like, ah, what if the roles were reversed here? She's like, well, you're the man. You have to keep <laughs> <Yeah>. me warm. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. But in, in fairness, like them, well, them touching us, like we're, we're a bit more hairy too. So we are able to warm them up. Right. That's, that's true. We probably yeah. should be okay with it. Cause they do have to touch us. Like they, yeah. they have to put up with our, they kinda, do, you know, like we're it's just not as attractive. We're, we're not. And we've talked about this. Like, uh, I, I think, I don't know if you've asked Louise this, but I've asked Kristen, like, like why are you attracted to me? Like, I'm kind of hairy and, and, you know, I'm a guy. So, you know, I, I smell different than you a lot worse to be honest. And, 
And I'm like, why, why are women attracted to men? And she's like, don't open up that can of worms. And I'm like, okay, we'll just leave it at that then. <laughs> she would say that. I'm like, you're sticking your legs on my, or your, your feet on my hairy legs. And uh, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, but I guess that's love. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's love. Remember that movie, Along Came Polly? Oh, I love that movie. I don't really, honestly, I don't really remember what it's yeah. about. Yeah. But I do remember that one scene. Oh, oh man. Uh, that, are you talking about the basketball scene? <laughs> yeah, the basketball scene, exactly. <laughs> so if you've never seen the movie, I would recommend you watch it. I mean, there, there's some parts, of course, that are a little risque. So we just want to cover our butts in that. But overall, it's a funny movie. And what happens is uh, Ben Stiller, the main character, he's playing basketball two on two. And the, t- the guys he's playing against, they, uh, they go shirts off, tarps off. Hey, tarps, oh, you know I, all about I that. Get there, eh? uh, but this guy that he's playing against takes his shirt off and he's a hairy kind of fat guy. And so Ben Stiller, like this guy, he's guarding him in the post. So he has his arm on his back and it's nasty. He doesn't want to touch him. Uh, and the guy turns abruptly and takes a shot and Ben's like, kind of leaning over so his face is lower it's like belly button height so this guy shoots the ball he goes up and his face slides up this guy's <laughs> body and back down as he comes back down and they do this in slow motion this hairy sweaty man his face pressed up against his body and then he just shakes the sweat off it's just it's a hilarious moment but nasty and you just feel like oh you're like man as men yeah we're kind of nasty i don't know if we're that nasty some of us but well, and, and that's what our wives have to deal with. They have so. to deal with that. I know exactly. It's like, <laughs> like, I'll when I touch Louise, I notice the difference between her and I. Like, I'll kind of move my hand. Like, I'll like if I'm you know got my hand on her back or whatever, I'll move it around. Whereas for her, she mostly just keeps it still in one spot. Yeah. So she'll like you will be snuggling or whatever. She has her hand on my arm. I'm like, you know, I I like it when you move it around too, and. Mm. She'll move it around for like four seconds and then kind of like give me a double tap and like, okay, I'm done. And then, <laughs> and then just keep it in one spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I can't really blame you. I guess there's parts of me that <laughs> not really as attractive. So. Well, that's a big difference. It's, uh, but I guess God has hardwired us to obviously be attracted to the opposite sex. So while we don't understand it, because I mean, I mean, we play sports, play hockey. We're in locker rooms sometimes with guys and it's like, yeah, it's just, it's not, uh, it's not a scene that I want to be stuck in, you know, for an extended period of time. I want to get out of there, do my business and shower and get out of there. And uh, we just understand, yeah, guys are guys. And yeah, we wouldn't say we're overly attractive, but. <laughs> well, actually, this is biblical. This yeah. is biblical stuff. You think this is all jokes in this episode. No, this yeah. is deep theological stuff. Yeah. Because did you know in the Old Testament, I'm pretty sure I have my numbers right. But in the Old Testament, it refers to women as being beautiful 26 times. Yeah. How many times do you think, Brad? This is putting you in a test. How many times do you think it talks about men being attractive? Well, not a lot. I know that certain guys are described as being tall in stature and handsome, like okay. Saul was, David was. I think I think those guys were. Is there anybody else? Okay, Joseph was, yeah. Joseph was, yeah, you're right. Um, and those might be the three. It's three. That might be it. It's. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's three. Yeah. So 26 times women are described as beautiful. Men... Only three times. So what does that tell you? That means that women are 8.6777 more times beautiful yeah. than we are. Yeah. And it just, it makes sense. What a blessing for us. Blessing to be a man. We have to, yeah. we well, have to just put up with their beauty. And, and there's, there's our tip, men. Uh, if you're listening, Valentine's Day, don't just do it on Valentine's Day. Throughout the year, we got to tell our wives how beautiful they are. And I know that we're mentioning how 
in scripture, it mentions that women are described as beautiful a lot. But in our culture and day and age, they go through a lot of competition. Um, they're, they, they, on average, I mean, we're getting, we're going from funny to kind of uh, heavy here, but women on average have 13 negative thoughts about their body every day. That's the average. So we have to do a good job every day of telling our wives how beautiful they are. And even if we think it, even if we know it, uh, we still have to say it because they don't know it. They don't, they're not hearing it all the time. And in fact, even if we say it uh, every day, they're hearing another message from the world and then the, and the culture. So we got to be overwhelmingly communicative in this area. We got to be telling them how beautiful they are. And uh, so there's your, there's your assignment uh, is to start that. Uh, move slow. I'm not saying that you do it all in one massive, big dump uh, on Valentine's Day. But what I mean is every day, try to find a moment where you can tell her how beautiful she is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's this comedian, uh, this is probably not a good story to tell <laughs> in response to that, but I'm, I'm all, here I am. So um, comedian, pastor, marriage guy, Mark Gungor. Oh you know yeah, Mark, Mark Gungor. Gungor. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's yeah. Fun. yeah, we went to a marriage thing with him a weekend, probably seven years ago, I'd say. But yeah. it's just, he's really, I like his stuff. It's, it, they're really good lessons. Um, he simplifies things a lot for marriage. Like he has, he, he has a book called the Beatitudes, which is a play on words with the Beatitude is like, be this attitude. And it's like, be nice. If you want to have a nice marriage, be nice to each other, mm -hmm. be kind, be patient. And it's just, it's pretty cool. But um, anyways, he tells, he, he talks about like, Oh, the people say the key to being married is being honest. You have to be a hundred percent honest all the time. And so he tells a story. He's like, that's, that's not right. That's, that's uh, whatever. That's, that's a myth. He's like, sometimes I wake up in the morning, my wife's there. She doesn't look, she looks haggard. Like she's, <laughs> she's not looking the best. Oh, man. Man. He's like, she, her hair is a mess. Like she hasn't showered. She's yeah. kind of stinky. I'm like, honey, you look beautiful today. <laughs> it's just this funny story. The way he tells it yeah. is so funny, but there's this joke. Have you ever heard this? guy or a woman she's insecure and looks in the mirror and uh she's her body has changed in whatever way and she's like i just honey i don't feel good about my body can you give me a compliment and he's like honey your eyes are bang on 2020 and that's not the kind of compliment you want to give you have perfect no. eyesight honey yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're 2020 exactly so those kinds of things it's like you don't always have to be totally honest what i'm saying is i hope that you do obviously feel that attraction to your wife but um but no matter what they just want to be told they're beautiful yes and i really believe you can see beauty in people bodies change there's mm -hmm. more and more wrinkles all that stuff stretch marks from pregnancy stretch marks yep. all that yep. and there's so much insecurity and there's like there's guys that i've talked to and some in pure freedom and some not but they're that they've compared their wives and their bodies and their you know the way that they kiss and all of that to other women, to porn stars, to yeah. women that they've had affairs with. Um, like, hey, honey, why don't you like this? Every woman Oof, that I've ever been rough. with likes yeah. it. It's like crazy stuff that just gets normalized yeah. when we're watching porn. And we got to realize the body of our wife that God gave us, that's the one that he wants us to adore. That's right. The face, that's the one that he wants us to adore. And so you can pray and ask God if you're struggling with it, hey, can you help me to be attracted here? But no matter what, Man, speak gold in that into that girl because mm. she needs to hear it. And you might be in a marriage where it's like, well, she never compliments me and she just criticizes me. Um, it, it's our opportunity to love when we're not getting loved back. Yeah, and that's yeah. just a reality. And how and I, and I really think that that's the 
one of the keys in that is knowing that God is our first love and we do things to honor God. And it talks about that with work is that you don't just work to serve your master. You work for your master to glorify God and because you're serving God. And so it's same in marriage, compliment, compliment her, compliment yeah. her all the time. That's right. I remember hearing the story of a dad. He's walking in a mall with a, with his four-year-old daughter and she's like, daddy, am I beautiful? Because somebody looked at her weird and she just mm. took it as like, oh, I must not be beautiful. And she was four. And he was like, oh my goodness, this starts early with girls and it's just ingrained into them. And it's not a bad thing. It's no. just how God made them. It is. It is. So <clears throat> I heard it put this way. Um, our wives are standard bearer of what is beautiful. They are the standard. And that is what we have to get to. Cause you might be hearing that as like, well, I'm comparing her to all these other women. I don't see what you're talking about. This is the way God designed it. So your bride, your wife, she is the one that needs to be the standard bearer of beauty. So as she changes, that that standard changes as well. Um, and that becomes the thing that's most beautiful to you. And that takes some prayer into. That takes some uh, work of God in our life as well too, because we're in a very comparative society. And we do this, right? Can you imagine how much more she does that? To her? I mean, as she's getting older um, and aging and, what, and, and comparing herself to magazine covers, social media, all these other things. Uh, it's harmful. So can we be a safe place for her? Can we be a safe place? Uh, and, and we're affirming her and, and showing her how much we love her by, by just, uh, you know, speaking into that. But not only that, but we reveal that in just our actions and behavior towards her. We're not looking at other women or um, comparing her to other women. And even in our humor, like guys, I know like Matt and I, we joke around with each other and there's a certain way guys, we joke around with each other, right? We'll chirp each other about certain things. You can't joke with your wife that way, you know, specifically about looks and stuff. Be very careful about how you joke around with her about her looks. If it's not, you might think it's good natured and good fun and it's something you do with your buddies, but she's not your buddy in the sense of your guy buddies. She's not. And so you have to be just aware of that. Um, change the way that we're, we're talking to our wives. That's important for us to understand is uh, men and women were different in the way that we joke around with each other. I mean, we got to be careful there because we can cause a lot of harm and a lot of hurt in how we, we joke around. And I've seen this with guys. Uh, we tend to do this. And ladies too, one thing, uh, if you're listening as well, same thing for us as men, not so much with our looks, but um, more in our identity and uh, our integrity and our character. Um, it, we, it really means a lot to us when, you know, as wives, you you appreciate us and who we are as men and you speak that out. I don't know about you, Matt, but when Kristen, I don't say the word praises me, but upholds me, uplifts me in front of my family or her family or friends, I feel great. Like that's such a gift. Um, when she's proud of me and expresses that about, you know, skills that God has given me or what I've done and my integrity, who I am as a man, um, all those different things, man, that just gives me wings. And uh, so, so ladies who are listening, it's the same thing. And so be careful in how you joke around in those areas too, because, uh, just how, if we're joking around about your beauty and whatever else, and that hits to your core, same in this area, if, uh, you're kind of, t- and it's vice versa, we don't want to tear each other down. Um, let's build each other up and let Valentine's day is a great time to build each other up. No matter where you're at, whatever season you're at, maybe you're in a little bit of a cold, maybe you're in a warm, maybe you're in a hot season, a good season. Um, what's one way you can build uh, your spouse up this Valentine's. It might be something very simple because you haven't done anything in a while. It could be simply a compliment. Uh, it could be eye contact. It could be a, a loving touch. Um, maybe it's saying something that you appreciate about them that they don't know yet. You just haven't told them how much you appreciate how they are with the kids or how much you appreciate 
um, their cooking or how much you appreciate how good they are at what they do or, or their beauty. Like if you're a guy to wives or women, uh, yeah, we like to hear we're handsome too. <laughs> we do. Um, so just what are, what are some things you can do and make a movement towards each other this Valentine's day? Uh, good thought, right? Like, and I'm going to be thinking that too. I know Matt, you will be. Um, cause sometimes we think with Valentine's day, these big grand gestures, because we haven't done much throughout the year or not even that just, there's so much pressure put on this day, right? Like society does it, right? Like you got to do the big bouquet of flowers. You got to do the beautiful worded card that says just these beautiful poetic words. Um, you got to go out to the fanciest restaurant in town that you had to book six months before all these different expectations that are put on this day. Maybe sometimes small movements are good too, but uh, one tip I want to give you as well, because there's some funny stuff here that happened to us, but talk about your expectations with Valentine's day. Cause you don't know what the other's thinking. You don't know what they're expecting. Right. You thought you were doing a good job <laughs> stewarding your money and getting your flowers in your bread. I did. I mean, one time I bought Kristen flowers and uh, I don't know if you guys have watched the show, the office, but there's this one episode where, uh, I think Andy, he's a character. He's dating Angela at this point. He gives her a little rose She's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's Kristen. Like she, she appreciates the gesture, but flowers are not her thing. Like she's like, I gave her the flowers this one time. I thought I was doing an amazing thing. And she, she feigned uh, surprise and all this different stuff. I mean, she's really kind to me in this, but we had a conversation later and she's like, chocolate. <laughs> no bueno on the flowers, chocolate. Okay. So now I know she wants chocolate. That's her expectation. She doesn't want flowers. Uh, in fact, you know, she's like, you just, you just put a responsibility on my shoulders. These things are going to die in a week. This makes her sound so like, <laughs> she just doesn't like, she likes plants, does not like roses because they're going to die right away. And then she's like, well, I got to dry them and I don't know what I'm doing with them. Plants she likes, but flowers, no. Um, and I love the clarity. I like to know expectations. So I'm appreciative that she told me she wants chocolate. If I give her flowers, I'm not meeting her expectation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's one time, I think it was probably a birthday or something, but I bought Louise flowers and I thought I was doing a good thing. And then, cause she loves flowers. Yeah. Not like Kristen, but yeah. um, loves them. And then, and then her mom came over later and also brought her flowers, but her flowers way better than my flowers. <laughs> and Louise, she, she took the two together. She's like, so honey, Look at what my mom bought me. These are so beautiful, aren't they? Mine, when I got them in, she's like, oh, thanks for the flowers, honey. Then her, her mom brings them. These are so beautiful, honey. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. So even with flowers, I'm like, okay, now I need to know which flowers to get her. In uh -huh. fact, even sitting here right now, I'm like, I think the, I think she likes one or there's like a couple that she's liked, but now I have to go look in a couple we're filming a couple of days before Valentine's Day, but yeah. I have to look and go like, oh, wow, which one, which one is yeah. she going to like? Don't do the Walmart special, right? You know, when guys are rushing yeah. on Valentine's or the eve before Valentine's Day, trying to grab whatever's left in Walmart, right? <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you see all these frantic husbands stressed to the max, trying to grab the last rose that's there or last whatever plant is there. Exactly. I guess like, the wilted yellow flower has yeah, right. <laughs> fallen over. Yeah, that's She's right. got too many of those. Yeah. I also think cards, like buying cards from a store, I think it's such a waste of money. It's like, you read like what, seven bucks, 10 bucks for these yeah. cards. You write in them. Oh, thanks for the note. And you throw the card out uh -huh. or like store it away in a box. Like as if you're going to read it 10 years from now. So I just think they're a waste of money. So I told Louise out, I'm like, I don't want us to buy cards anymore. And she wasn't happy. And it just came out like, 
I really love those cards. I love knowing that you've gone to the store and picked out a card for me. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll do it for you, but I don't want us to do it for anybody else. Like, don't do it for me. It would actually mean more to me if you just took a piece of paper and folded it and made a card, homemade card. That would mean more to me because that's my desire is yeah. like, don't waste your money on a card. You oh, just- you and me are so similar, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's always like, oh man, I'm what, eight, eight, eight Valentine's in, I think. Yeah. And I'm still sitting here going, oh God. Shoot, I forget what, which bouquet Skip, we're doing this episode because we can think about it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but know what they want, right? And I I need to preach to myself too. Is like, what do they want? I have learned about cards. I've learned to get flowers. I used to not even get flowers. I used to get the like some smaller ones. I know she wants bigger ones. Um, I know certain colors she doesn't like. So I'm just now thinking, oh shoot, which ones does she like? <laughs> this typical guy, but um, yeah, no, it, it's funny. Sexual touch, non-sexual touch, same thing. Hey, yeah. it's like, what do they like? What yeah. do they not like? That's it's right. Nice. What do they respond to? And I think we don't ask those questions, and that's where the 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 humor in this happens. But it causes real, very real friction if we don't know, yeah. because we assume, we make assumptions, and so sometimes it's good to have a question. Just ask. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's something you do this Valentine's Day is like. Hey, what are five things I do that you love? What are five things I do that you find sexy? You know, different things like that. Because we don't know. Like, honestly, we don't. We just assume. And we assume based on our what we would like. And we're different. We're not the same. And that's what makes marriage so enticing and exciting and frustrating at times. Because we're so different. So if you want to bridge that gap of difference, you're going to have to talk. And, and so this Valentine's Day, I mean, that's the start. Because you you don't know. You're honestly just throwing darts at a board you don't know what's going to hit and uh so that's why i'd say like we would we just recommend let's have a conversation and don't let valentine's day be the only time that you do this we just use this date right now as an excuse to talk about this but this should be something we we do throughout the life of our marriage um is is really lean into what the other loves um learn those things and do them Um, be considerate of each other's needs look to meet their needs that's what love is and that's the thing about Valentine's Day. Love is not so much about how I'm feeling. Uh, and this is a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective. It's really about how I can make my spouse feel, how I can pour into their needs and serve their needs above my own. It doesn't mean that we don't share about what we would like, but at the same time, let's move the focus off of myself. Because that's what romance in the world really is all about, is me, 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 right? What do I get out about this? How am I made happy in this? You know, How are you meeting my needs on this Valentine's Day? All these different things that that create a focus of selfishness when it comes to love. Love is selfless. So move that way this Valentine's Day. Do you um, do you remember that video that you guys used to play, or maybe you still do in your inventory with Family Life? That comedian, that female comedian. Oh, about the about sexual sexual touch. touch? Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yes, I do. do you remember who that was? Oh man. Put me on the spot. It's okay. It was. I, I don't know. I can't remember. It's such a funny video, yeah. though. It's such a funny clip. She's, yeah. Did, who does she start with? She starts with what women like. Yeah. So women. What she basically what she's saying is women uh, have sensory receptors all over their body, and men primarily have sensory receptors in one area. <laughs> so she goes over the whole body, basically. Yeah. Right. She's like, she's like, men think that women respond the same way. So yeah. then, with her hand, she reaches out like yeah. where where boobs and then mid where the crotch is and touches. She's like, men think that this is going to turn a woman on. It's not. The women need you to touch every other part of their body. Not those. Those are like off limits. Touch every other part of their body until 
They uh-huh. like grab your hands, like, okay, I'm ready, let's go. Yeah. And then at the end, it, it finishes by her going, "Men, they got sensory receptors in one spot." And yeah. Then she reaches out like to the crotch. Yeah. That's the one spot. Yeah. And it's just so different. I've had to keep that in my mind so many times. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I gotta like really breathe, practice self control. Okay? Oh, hundred percent. Die to myself here. Mm-hmm. Um. Her body, what First Corinthians 7 talks about, I have authority over her body. She has authority over mine. And uh, I have to just serve her with that and not just yeah. take care of mine. And even coming out of the out, out of the sexual talk, it's like, hey, I, I'll compliment her. Just a little joke. But like, hey, my body's looking good today, honey. Because yeah. it's just, you're, <laughs> I'm talking about her body. Yeah, not yeah, my totally. body. I'm like, hey, me, babe, my body's looking good today. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm one with yeah. her, right? Yeah, so yeah. You can have some I love fun that. with it. But that yeah. whole mentality is, it's its its something that gets ingrained is. into us. It is. And one thing too, I mean, this is great because uh, it helps us understand something as men too. Like, so on average for guys, it takes about two minutes to climax. For women, it's 17 yeah. um, when it comes to sex. So think about that. Guys, it doesn't take us long. Yep. And I know you're thinking I can beat that. It's not a race, buddy. You're listening. Well, I beat uh, it. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like a minute and a half quicker than that. I, yeah. I beat it. You beat it. What I'm saying though is that our wives take longer. So that means the brunt of our time and our focus needs to be on them. Um, you know, for us, it's a stiff breeze. It doesn't take much for us, right? For them though, it takes a lot more. So let's invest the time and attention on them the way that they need. Uh, uh, and it's enjoyable, like to be able to do that, it, like flip the script off. Honestly, we just think, oh my, what I need out of this, what I feel out of this, but let's make her feel good. And uh, I'm learning to do that more and more. Um, is just invest that time into her. It's going to just increase your satisfaction, mutual satisfaction in sex. Cause if guys like we're often just focused, uh, we get heated in the heat of the moment and we just you know, go to us. I don't know if we see red, we don't know what's going on, <laughs> but try to be present in that moment and invest in her needs. And you're going to find such enjoyment in, in that. And um, so that's my tip for you this Valentine's day. And I'm learning with you. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, just to kind of wrap up, I want to share a couple of things. I want you guys to, um, to welcome the Lord into Valentine's too. And, and he, number one, he wants to love you and have that love relationship be primary in your life and receive the love of the Lord. I, Psalm 143 verse eight is one of my favorites and just talks about let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. And you can just receive that and like focus on, on, uh, on God's love for you. Um, and then reciprocate that and love him and, and talk to the Lord about what, how you love him and praise him in song and, and word. But I also want to bring you bring, I also want to encourage you to bring the Lord into your marriage or your relationship I'm so bad with gifts. It's funny. The love language you were bringing up earlier, yeah. like typically they say there's like two, right? Like a primary one, a yeah, secondary one. Right. Yeah. I, I've asked Louise countless times, even a few days ago, like, hey, what are your what are your top two? She's like, I like them all. I like them all. <laughs> so Kristen said, I'm all of them. Like, oh, that's so hard. Like, yeah. Oh man, yeah. shoot. And I'm like, I could, I couldn't care less about gifts. Yeah. Like gifts, uh, there's a few, like if they're funny or something, then that'd be great. As an aside, Braden. Walter just got me a shirt that says I am Louise's husband. Oh, and I showed you that. Yeah, right? I love yeah. that. That's great. Oh, you should so wear that funny. next time. I yeah. should wear that. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But if you don't know about that um, story, you should go back to the episode with Walter, which was probably a month or two ago with Walter Perez. And you can hear that story about me being Louise's husband. Those kinds of gifts I think are really funny. If it's like something that's extra special, I guess. Typically, if it's just a gift for a gift, I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. It's kind of nice, I guess, but. But Louise loves gifts, loves them. So 
I'm like at a loss one of these days. I've just got my last minute wilted flower in the van and, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to get her now? So I literally, I prayed. I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. And as I prayed, I saw this little, in my mind's eye, I saw this little uh, uh, like ceramic flower, like a bowl that you'd put flowers in, but it wasn't just a bowl. It had like the, like the hands of God on one side of the bowl. Instead of it being smooth, it was like fingers and interlocked. And so it was kind of like him, or not interlocked, I guess, but like his hands together, kind of like if you can picture like his hands hold the whole world and there's that visual for that. Mm-hmm. And so I just saw that in my mind's eye as I prayed. And so I went on driving, I pulled up to this strip mall that I'd never been to before. And I just was like, maybe there's some store here I could go into. And I walked into this store, first store that I went into, it was a flower shop. And I saw this, this, uh, this bowl, exactly the, the thing that I saw in my mind's eye. I was like, this is crazy. And so that was years ago and we still have it. And Louise loved it and she still loves it. And I don't always ask or I don't always like see things that clearly or hear from the Lord that clearly. But that was a cool thing that that God did for me to help me that day to remind me in the future and to remind me even now, like, hey, bring me into this. I can help you love your wife mm-hmm. in the way that she will feel loved. I don't often know what to do, but... God helps me in those ways. And even for me, I should call on him more for sure. But I want to encourage you with that. So if you want um, a resource, I want to encourage you guys. Marriage Undefiled is a resource that we have. You take advantage of it. It's uh, like 197 US, which US, Canadian, whatever different currency you're in. um, It's like less than two counseling sessions. And it's so worth it. It'll bring up conversation in your marriage that I promise you've never had before. And it'll just give you different perspectives. And people that have gone through it, they, like literally from the first session, they're like, this is different. Our, our communication is different. The way that we have grace for each other is different. And so you can find it in the show notes or at, or at restoredministries.ca slash marriage undefiled. And I just encourage you to invest in your marriage and spend time. And it's going to be, there's eight videos in there. It's going to be eight times investing in your marriage and bringing up really healthy and intimate conversations so you can know each other better and prosper in your marriage. So Mm. happy Valentine's Day. God bless. And we'll chat next week. And don't forget tarps. Let's make it a thing. (laughs) See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.